Yo! Hey yo. Shady Sands Adventure. Gun chat. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Yeehaw! Ooh, ooh, ooh. Wow! Basti! Hey yo! Whoa, whoa, whoa! It's the Desert Goons! Yo! Shady Sands Adventures coming yeah. at you. Wow, wow, we're talking impact. We had a whole episode building it up, explaining why you should be pumped for it, why you should not compare impact to its 2015 years, its 2010 years, its whatever years. Yeah, it's, not the TNA airs. This is the new era. It's here. It's here. It's impact. It's not TNA. And we talking the biggest pay-per-view of all impact of the whole year. Oh my goodness. We talking their motherfucking WrestleMania. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck a WrestleMania. We talking some bound for glory. And, and real quick, I, we, we never talked about this, but like, I, if the biggest wrestling events, I don't know what AEW's is yet, but if bound for glory, WrestleMania, and I knew out of Japan, it's Wrestle Kingdom. So far, Wrestle Kingdom. Kingdom's the best one. Oh, I've seen, uh, I've seen New Japan have, like, actual, like, crowns, like, the old, like, the old, like, medieval oh, type, shit. where it's, like, the golden base, and then it kind of, like, lifts up in, like, a domish kind of, like, yeah. something you'd see in Mario. I've seen them have those in the ring before for, like, events and stuff, and it's like, what the fuck is that? Absolutely insane. What? Oh. I, I just have to make a quick side note yeah, on that. Yeah, yeah. It's just baffling to me how good like some Eastern Asian like cultures, especially Japan, are at depicting like medieval like European shit and fairy tale shit like better than some European people. Like, yeah, no kidding. Shout out to them. But, Shout uh, out to them. And I know we need to do New Japan and stuff like that. I know we need to. But right now it's just a subtitle issue. Yes, the subtitles for sure. If you know how to get around that issue, help us out. Like just finding subtitles for like announcers and. Stuff. Hit, hit us up ASAP. Yeah, I know there, there's probably like English announcers and stuff, but yeah, I don't know. I haven't looked into it too hard. But we talking bound for glory. We talking impact. We 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 barely branched out of AEW into impact. So let, let us keep branching out. We'll give you more and more. But fucking impact came through with this fucking paper. Yeah, so I was about to ask you how you feel about that, but like I think we're both intensely satisfied with it, especially more than we were satisfied with um, AEW's last pay-per-view. Yeah, for sure. And also, if you hear a little banging around and stuff, I'm rolling a blunt over here because we're getting blunt o'clock ready. Yeah, we're working our time management skills. We're rolling a blunt so we could record this, watch some AEW Ooh, and afterwards, then and then record some more. Watch some dynamite! Um, but... Bound for glory. I mean, all of the fucking hype coming into it. We, I was ecstatic. Um, all the fucking matches. What matches were you most looking forward to? Oh my god, at a certain point, I was just like... I'd get kind of annoyed when you'd ask me that question, mm -hmm. just because I'd be like, there's so many fucking good matches. It's like, like all of them. I'd start with like, <laughs> all, all of them except the that one. Yeah. And that, and honestly, we kind of enjoyed that one. There were parts where we were bored and stuff, but like... 
If we were there live, we would have given them a reaction, and that's like a like a tag team group that most of the time I'd be like, okay, look at your phone right now. Yeah, Just visually show you don't like this. Right? Yeah, you're gonna have to stick around to find out who it is, but of the four people, one of them, fi one of the tag teams finally kind of started to work for us. We were convinced all four of them were complete shit, but we are like, maybe this is the one that we root for, so you gotta stick around because you know, and like, I was definitely, I mean, all the Rick Swan stuff was insane, or Rich Swan all, and Eric Young. All the EC3 Moose stuff was absolutely insane. All the Raheet stuff, like, yeah, no, all of it was just <laughs> like, fuck, I want to see all of this already. And um, I guess the lowest tier ones for me were definitely like Eddie Edward, Ken Shamrock, just like going into it, not yeah. the results, but like, I wasn't super looking forward to that. I don't know, after Callahan did like the lights off that one time, I was like, okay, Maybe the Ken Shamrock stuff will be super fun, but uh, I don't know. We gotta see, and of course, Deanna Prazo, Kylie Ray. I oh mean, I was God. just excited to see Kylie Ray fucking angry, hyped up, ready Honestly, to kick someone's ass. I think that was the one I was most excited about. Now that I think about it, because that was the one I was infinitely speculating about. Because I was like, you, it's a pay per view. You have the Susie plotline that needs a res resolution. You gotta have Sue Young. The that, yeah, yeah, sorry for interrupting you. Yeah, that's why I thought you were gonna say too, because I was like, oh yeah, definitely that one for you, I imagine, because like, both of us had speculated, and you especially, just like, Sue, uh, Sue Young's gotta return tonight. And that's gotta be a money turn, yeah. too. You can't give it to us for free, like, AUW fucked up, and they gave us that Ray Phoenix and Penta El Zero match for free, like, come on, like, you right? should have charged, like, $20. Right? But uh, that one was on Dynamite. That one was on Dynamite. They did like, get they literally money. have a free yeah. show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess, I, I, guess I, like, I wanted to see that at full gear. Like, if you're yeah. giving me this on Dynamite, and you're giving me musicals on Dynamite, like, oh shit, full gear better live up to yeah, this. Yeah, that episode was top tier and definitely set, like, a hard precedent for them to fucking meet. But, uh... We'll see how all the dynamite stuff goes, but let's hop into the first fucking match. It's that uh, six-way scramble. Who, who was part of that one? We had Trey Miguel from mm -hmm. the Rascals. We had TJP. We had Chris Bay, spelt B-E-Y, but sometimes he feels more of a B-A-E. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> um, we had Rohit Raju. We had Willie Mack, uh, my favorite uh, person representing West Coast out there. And we Willie had... Mack. Jordan Grace. Ooh! Fucking Jordan Grace. Can't get enough of her. She, Trisha Parker. Baby Pog. <laughs> Baby Pog. I, which is her legal name. Y yeah, right? <laughs> Who are we calling Papa Pog? There is somebody we're fucking around. Sunny oh, Kiss? No, no, no. It was Rhino. Rhino! <laughs> <laughs> And there's a point where I was watching his ass during one of the later fights, yes. and I was like, this dude's just Papa Pog right here. <laughs> this is Papa Pog. But I'm with Jordan Grace and Lou Fisto, and I'm like, yeah! Yes. Oh, no, and like, going into the six-way scramble, I was super excited to see Jordan Grace do some awesome intergender stuff. But uh, they had kind of been teetering on their intergender stuff, like uh, that Alicia uh, Tanel Dashwood was... I wasn't super excited for it. I was like, oh, y'all could have done a lot more with it. They bait and switched us with that one. Yes. So we were worried that this would happen a second time. Yeah, but Jordan Grace, they have let actually do inner gender, so I had big faith, and, uh, Holy shit, what a fucking match. I mean, even from the very beginning where bell rings and Raheet just walked in and did his flexes and was being obnoxious. And then all of a sudden. And then everybody's just staring him down and he's like, oh, 
Oh, I have five people who want to kill me right now. <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to kill each other. Yeah, I thought this was a six-way scramble. We'd all fight each other, but all five people were like, no, you're the piece of shit belt holder that's cheated us. We're going to kick the shit out of you. <laughs> and this is the great appeal for Heat, because he... One thing we constantly complain about uh, FTR, um, mm -hmm. AEW's big heel belt holders and tag team belt holders is that they mostly just do heel shit, like at maybe at, maybe at the beginning mm -hmm. of the match, definitely at the end of the match in the plot armor. Like, yeah, the last 30 seconds to get the pin. And they have similar things going on, which is why I'm comparing them. They have the, mm -hmm. they have like the brush with greatness or something where you could fight them, but not like but win a belt not, or something, but, yeah, which is kind of, the belt. kind of like the defeat Rohit challenge and stuff like that and they also have like the same sliminess where they're like ah you're good i don't want to fight you i'm going to have some bullshit example not to fight you but they don't have charisma no. and our flex division champion has nothing <laughs> but charisma rohit raju is like the definition of a wrestling star to me yeah like what, once i saw him i was like oh you give this man a belt and then you give him another belt and then you don't stop until he's like hey guys I can't walk anymore in these belts. This is too many belts. And then you just put another one on him just in case because he looks so good in them. Right? Aw, oh, looks so fucking good in all of his belts. The king of the heel shit constantly weaseling his way out of stuff in the fights. Like, after he has those five people gang up on him, he rolls out of the ring, tries to get them to fight each other, and then he eventually ends up with, I believe, Chris Bay cornering him. And beating him in one of the uh, yeah, corners. Yeah, yeah, And then TJP comes in yeah. and pulls Chris Bay off and then yeah. gets a couple hits. But then Chris Bay's like, fuck you. Yeah, wait, no, I'm beating up Raheet. And then TJP's like, no, I'm beating up Raheet. And then Raheet's like, oh shit, I'm just going to slip out of the ring. Yeah. <laughs> Which was just a common tactic for him. And it always worked because no matter what, all those five people, they are fucking phenomenal wrestlers. Oh. Like, these are, like, out of all... All, all these singles people, I'm just kind of had trouble talking just because I was like, oh, how do we even capture this? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, right? This is, this is like six of Impact's like best fucking performers. These people are on their shit constantly, and we're just seeing them do blow, trade blow after blow after blow with no bad spots. Yeah, so it's just literally all good spots the whole match. Yeah, and the way to sum up the whole match for sure was just like, they just let everybody do all of their good spots. They were like, at some point during the match, you're going to be the one person in the ring and everybody's gonna stumble into you and you're gonna do your like finisher, your signature on them. Um, I absolutely love when Willie Mack got his time because he uh, displayed his fucking agility. He was jumping through the air, shoulder tackling oh, people. spinning in the air, literally. Doing corkscrews yeah and then that little dance he does and then oh. you know standing moonsault onto rohi and then oh everyone just slides in and hits him yeah <laughs> like we can't let you win willie but like holy shit he looks so good he had that giant smile and with that dance ah oh, oh. he was just doing amazing we had tjp block four people at once he was kind of like he was he i've was never witnessed a four-person lock like you said that so casually and it's because we've talked about it so much but like four people in submission at once yeah what the fuck i mean like obviously it's playing off of like he has one leg locked in one leg another leg locked in the other leg he's got one headlock he's got another headlock like dudes getting it tjp in that match was basically like don't touch him, don't get near him, or you're going to get stuck. It's like a flight of flypaper or something. It's like the second you touch him, you're trapped. 
and you're in pain, and it sucks. Yeah, he, oh, I'm going to punch this guy. Oh, wait, oh, he's got me in an arm bar. Yeah, <laughs> the way to approach TJP was to not approach him in that match. And yeah. no one understood that better than Rohit, because... When all those four people are pinned and he's holding them, oh, and, 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 and before where he comes in, yeah, and he's just lurking on the outside. Oh. I love when Grace breaks out, but Grace jumps on TJP's back. So now we've got Jordan Grace choking out TJP as TJP is submissioning three other people. <laughs> like it's like, what the fuck's going on here? Bro, he just walks up, being like, "Oh, are, are we just doing this? You guys are fucking." Yeah, y'all are locked up. Like none of you could hit me. <laughs> He scratches Jordan Grace in the face, knocks her off, like hits TJP, everyone's down and he's hurt. He's just walking around them, like kicking them and stomping on them. Eeny, meeny, miny, moe! I love the eeny, meeny, miny, moe spot. Just like, who am I going to hit? You, and then you, and then you. You guys thought you could take my belt? You never will. Oh my god, Trey McGill hitting that god tier reverse 619. Never seen anything like that. That was crazy. What did they call it? A 916? Yes, exactly. Like, <laughs> I get insane whenever when I see anybody do a 619. Especially the, Brian Cage. Um, just because they're so rare. So if I saw a Ray Phoenix do it, I'd be like, that's crazy cool. But I expect people of Ray C. Phoenix's size and stature and skill set to be able to do that. Someone like Brian Cage? No, I do not expect to do it. Someone like Trey Miguel is somebody who I would expect to do a 619, but then he does a reverse 619, and it's like, oh, this guy just innovated the whole fucking scene. Fuck it. Give him the belt. Give him the belt from a fucking stoner wrestler from a group called the Rascals. Yes, right? But but of course, Jordan Grace hits a triple suplex off the turnbuckle. Like, how you gonna suplex three people at once off the top rope? What the fuck's your problem, lady? Uh, just real quick, fuck you to Sabu for complaining at all. Yeah, for sure. And then who is it? I love that triple suplex, but it leads right into the awesome Rahit moment of like him on top of the turnbuckle looking down at her because well, she has her legs on the turnbuckle. Yeah, her head's facing the ground. <laughs> She's just looking up at him. She's trying to pull herself up and he just He shouts, Equality and jumps on top of her face and just plants his heels into her fucking face and she just falls flat. <laughs> and honestly, we were so happy with that because it was like, yeah, it is equality. Yeah. Tommy Dreamers and stuff keep getting weird about hitting women in the weight ring and it's like, no, they're contestants. Yeah. They're not like some frail baby creatures you gotta protect. Jordan Grace is fucking strong. She's gonna kick your ass. Fucking Decker. Right? She did that one awesome spot in Willie Mack where she shoulder tackled him from every angle, like came off of every rope or the four different sides of the ropes and hit him each way on the last one. She did a leaping one that knocked him on his ass. Yeah. And then uh, I love the spot too with Rahit in the middle against Willie Mack. And Willie Mack at that point had done like threw him up and popped him in the mouth oh, and that, Rahit's that's just crazy. Rahit's just dazed and looking around and is like oh no Jordan Grace is over there oh no, oh, no my trap and Willie Mack just punches him into Jordan Grace. Or to TJP or into Trey Miguel I think. Okay yeah either way. And it he just, punches him into somebody. There's, I'm pretty sure no it's Grace Chris okay. Bay, T, TJP and then yeah what's his name on the other end okay. Um, and it, yeah it went clockwise I remember or reverse clockwise. Yeah, yeah both like Rohit's standing there being like, where do I go? He turns behind him and there's one wrestler and there's another one blocking his path and he's just like 
like stuck in the middle of them, and then they're all just punching him, and each getting their own turn to hit him. Like, yeah. fuck you, dude. They stumbles into him, and then he stumbles into Bay, and then so they keep wrestle, wrestle, wrestling. At this point, they're all pretty tired. We're getting he, close to the end. People keep doing like big slams off like the top rope into like jumping off into everyone on the outside. So you got a lot of le- wrestlers just on the ground outside the ring, like all dazed and stuff. Yeah, and real quick, one other spot earlier in the match that I really did like. Uh, speaks to that fly trap thing you were talking with TJP. Remember when he has Jordan Grace in the leg lock and then Trey Miguel comes up, tries to break it. Then he just gets Trey Miguel in the leg lock and Jordan Grace is like, oh, fuck it. I'm out of there. I'm not saving you, dude. You're dead. I don't know why you got near TJP. <laughs> yeah. yeah, why'd you get near him without like kicking him in the head first? Yeah. Uh, I just love it where it was just like, oh, she's locked up. I gotta help her. And then it's like, oh no, now I'm locked up. Who's gonna help me? And she's like, I'm not. Fuck you, dude. <laughs> like, holy shit. I loved it. But, um, yeah, Willie Mack takes out three people on the outside by doing a giant jump. And at that point, Bay, uh, Chris Bay has Trey inside of the fucking ring. Almost pins him. But motherfucking Rohit is just lurking just on the <laughs> bottom of the apron. You can just see his face and his hands as he's standing there, <laughs> sitting there, waiting for his fucking spot like a goblin. Yes. And then, like... Once it seems like Chris Bay is about to get the win, Rohit just comes in and steals it. Oh, just fucking decks him and then pins Trey who's on the ground. And then, yeah, that's it. <laughs> yeah. Bay's looking around like, what the fuck? Did I win? What just happened? It was like, oh, shit, I lost again. God damn it. Rohit sneaking <laughs> out with the belt. <laughs> the, the motherfucking Desi Hitman himself. Ah, so a billion year Rahit, Rahit. I'll take him for forever. May Rohit reign forever, and then when he dies, we'll just clone him and make another Rohit and give him the belt. Yeah, and we we get a little promo, and pretty much throughout the whole thing, they're just doing like little recaps and stuff like that to pretty much just like show what the drama is coming. And this promo, they just cut to like Johnny Bravo and Rosemary and their giant wedding party, and everybody's in party hats and has their little like. All their shit. They're I mean, having those a good are time. Party horns, actually. Yeah. I only know that because I tried to write one of those into a story. I was like, "What the fuck what are those?" <laughs> I thought it. I was like, "It's a party something." Party horn sounds right. Um, and then they come in and they're like, "Everybody for the twenty-person rumble, come on out, cause uh, it's gonna happen soon." It's not. It wasn't called a rumble, and it had a little different rules than a rumble that I kind of. Like, I liked, but I also found weird at points. Just, like, the starting with two people for two and a half minutes and then letting people come in every 30 seconds was interesting. But I really like the mechanic of the last two people in the ring. It just becomes a singles match. Yeah. It's no more throw them over the top rope. It's just like, oh, no, this is actual. You could get DQ'd. You, you got to pin. You got to submit. You got to do something. You can't just throw them over a rope and be like, I'm good. Yeah, right? So super loved it. Um, And the first two people to start off the match is fucking Rhino and Davari. Um, some amazing wrestling coming out. I did not know Rhino was from Detroit and Davari being from uh, Minnesota. And it's just <laughs> like being from Minneapolis. It's just like, damn, this is not what I think of when I think Michigan and Minneapolis. Or and, Minnesota. Uh, Minnesota. Like, yeah, what the fuck? Yeah, the same place that, the places that gave us Danny Brown and ice cream. Yes, right? <laughs> Super goofy. But, um, 
and, and they brawl for a while, and like Larry D comes in third. I love Larry D's Triple uh, XL gear and stuff like that. There, he was looking good. I especially love Crazy Steve coming in at number four. Oh, does Borderlands get up? Yes, he doesn't come in with the monkey. He doesn't. His makeup's not as goofy. It's more Borderlandsy, and he just runs in, jumps on top of Larry D, and punch, 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 and then bites him in the head. And it was like, oh my god, this is a full <laughs> marauder who just entered the state. And like, I just want to go back real quick to Larry D's outfit because one complaint I had about this 20-man tag is male wrestlers, during the biggest pay-per-view of the year for Impact, maybe have good costumes, maybe have <laughs> upgraded costumes, something special to make the event feel really big and stuff. And I'm saying this because, like, Rhino is literally in a t-shirt for, like, R Bound for Glory with, like, over a singlet. Like, mm -hmm. Brian Myers came out in a black version of his singlet, singlet and stuff. Like, John Davari was just wearing, like, digital camo pants and, like, boots and stuff. Like, none of it really felt special. It just felt like casual ring attire where it was like, no, this is your big event. Like, dress up. Like, Triple XL, they're fucking like red bottoms and stuff. It felt fancy. It yeah. felt like they really cared for the night, which is crazy too, because they're mostly like like upper body and stuff when you look at them. But it's mm -hmm. like, no, they put a lot of effort into that. Also, another person who put a lot of dope effort in, I gotta call out, Tommy Dreamer with his fucking um Road Warriors outfit. Yeah, with the war paint on, and like, I thought the war paint was crazy, and then you realize, holy shit, he cut his hair for this. Yeah, like, shaved not like lines into the side, but more of like a beak or a blade shape. Yeah, just like a, a band of his hair is just gone. On both sides, it's like, oh shit, dude committed. Dude, hella just committed to this. I hope, like, I hope he, he doesn't shave it all off. Yes, and he walks in with a trash can full of weapons. It was like, okay, this is a good look. If you're gonna walk out for the big pay-per-view this is probably what you should be fucking doing yeah so it tries to punch him but he's got a trash can lit up yeah he used a trash can it's a shield it's a shield that was fucking awesome um ac romero like comes in at number five and i don't i i'm not gonna name off everybody when they come in but like i just like the first like five six entrances it's because important. like yeah and like at that point it sets up that larry d and ac romero or the like Within five people in, they're already in. They're the first yeah. tag team in. They could help each other and like they're they're giant dudes. So it was like, how are you gonna throw both of them over the ropes when they have e each other to protect each other? Yeah. It, it immediately set like, okay, these guys are gonna be the danger. But uh Tenille Dashwood, the first woman to come in, and oh my god, with Caleb with a K, oh, of yeah. course. She just walks out there to her bright, like Aussie, like electro dance music and stuff. Love like, it. Comes out with her like pose, Caleb taking pictures of her and then the music cuts out and there's just silence and it's just a bunch of gross men like pinning each other and them against <laughs> the ropes, each other stopping ropes. each other she's just like nah nah this is weird caleb caleb go in there <laughs> caleb you you deal with this caleb got some pretty good shots too i remember he was in the corner with double xl and hit some like punched him in the face punched him in the face super kicked this guy i was like damn these are some good spots actually um did he do like i remember he did sort some sort of like throw maybe did he hear karana someone or am i imagining that I, he could have done something like that because i stopped watching him pretty quickly but um i definitely remember seeing that super kick and being impressed yeah uh, it was just funny to see him in fight mode like he's always yeah. just some dumb photographer right and when when i saw that i was worried i was like oh so is tenille not going to get in a ring is just this just going to be their way of like copping out of intergender shit nah she nah. got in she yeah. fought 
After Caleb gets out, she gets in there and stuff like that, and, and like they do Tommy Dreamer, Swoogle comes in, uh, gotta shout out Swoogle, he was doing some cute shit, him and Tommy Dreamer actually hit, uh, the signature fucking Road Warriors move, the Doomsday Tower on somebody, on Brian Myers of all people, mm -hmm. Brian Myers comes in, um, he's doing really good, I mean, he he's just gets a lot of eliminations. He's the monster for the He round. eliminates at least like four or five people. But it, it's kind of, the way to use Brian Myers in this one is, I don't think... I think I vocalized this to you, but it's just kind of weird to me because, like, it felt like Double XL or Triple XL should have been built up as the monsters, but even though they're in the match ring together, they didn't like super throw many people out. And then for a while, Brian Myers is in there, like, throwing everyone out, but it just felt like they were just using. They weren't trying to legitimize him. It felt like they were trying to use him to legitimize Heath later in the match. Yes, for sure. And, like, he's not getting super impressive uh, outings. <laughs> like, he gets Swoogle out by being like, Hey, Swoogle, me and you will kick Davari out. Yeah, I'm going to pick you up and use you as a battering ram into his face to knock him out. Yeah, and they were like, wow, we did it. We both knocked him out. But then Swoogle's like, oh, shit, you got me propped up over the ropes. And Brian Meyer's like, yeah, sorry, dude. See ya. Yeah, he's like taking pictures with Tennille Dashwood and at one point he's holding her in his arms doing a pose and then just throws her but off but then being like yeah okay picture's over alright I'm gonna toss you out of the ring so more like goon shit more than like straight up like straight wrestling which I kinda liked because mostly when I've seen Brian Myers with Tommy Dreamer I haven't been able to see him do the most of himself <laughs> because it's like you're with a wrestling legend right now you're doing stuff with like Tommy Dreamer like whatever Brian Myers shit you have is more of a backseat yeah. but like seeing him just kind of be his own person to the ring it's like okay if you're just some fucking slime bag goon I could get behind you more yeah for sure and uh <clears throat> at this point they start just like laying, laying in all the women uh Habit comes in love me some good Habit Havoc! Havoc! with a siren best like, intro music every time you point out how good it is it's like yeah no this just does work just uh Kiara Hogan doing some oh, amazing work oh Tasha coming Steel. out with Tasha Steele oh they had some of the fucking best outfits coming out there oh god and Taya Valkyrie those three hands down best outfits and the whole fucking pay-per-view. Yeah. Actually, mm. I threw, I always like to throw Alicia in there because Alicia had like just a costume that I do not see at Mount of Main people. And like Taya Valkyrie just had like a more like wedding oriented version of what she usually does where I'm like, oh, Alicia's coming out here in some like crazy cool coloring. Yeah, uh, Alicia kind of uh, felt Taya like Taya Valkyrie's a... uh, fucking energy is oh. for sure what was just da dazzling. Oh, Taya Valkyrie's fucking phenomenal. Her just coming out and just throwing chops just at triple XL. Triple XL. And they're, not, they're not even really fueling it, but she just keeps throwing them out and then she just <laughs> Yeah, doing so much good work. Um, but at that point, they just start eliminating kind of all the women. All the women are eliminating each other, like Havoc yeah. throws out Tasha St or uh, Kira, Kira Hogan. Hogan. Well, I just want to mention real quick, there is a great part where Kira Hogan's just got uh, Havoc in the corner is just stomping on her and screaming at her and then on the outside um, Tasha Steele's just coming in yelling at Havoc from the outside so from two angles Havoc's just being screamed out <laughs> shit talk it's it was so fucking good um, who is it? Taya Valkyrie uh, eliminates Havoc and then Taya Valkyrie gets eliminated by both the Triple XL and this is like around the same time that Brian Myers throws out to Neil Dashwood and then all of a sudden yeah energender over no more women in the ring all of a sudden now what? it's just to the men which you know like was disappointing to see but whatever they still had some fun drama yeah. 
Yeah, because uh, at the end of the day, they gave it to us. It wasn't for the entire thing. But they still gave us actual intergender shit, and that's important. Yeah, for sure. And like the Falabala Hernandez stuff was hilarious. Oh um, <laughs> we can't that. spend too much longer on this match. We got to get on to EC3. I, but like, I just okay that that last one. I just want to bring. Um, actually, no. I'm going to skip the Falabala stuff. I'm just going to Heath. Well, well like we just got to talk about it for a yeah. second. Like Falabala coming in, the money was super goofy, He's and then Hernandez coming in after. And then Hernandez, Hernandez hits him with a chop and is like, "What the fuck you got under your shirt? You got my money!" And then the money flies out of the ring, so Falabala has to actually DQ himself, <laughs> yeah. reach under the like railing, take the money, and run out. And then Hernandez is like, "Fuck! Do I stay in the match or do I go after my money?" Yeah, he's literally like walking back and forth and talking to Reno Scott, like, "Oh, that motherfucker took my money!" And then eventually, he's like. Nah, fuck this. I'm getting my money. Yeah, that's when I knew we needed to go quicker because I was like, we haven't talked Reno Scum, let alone get to the end of the match. Like, um, Reno Scum, some of my absolute favorite coming into this match, especially, like, as a tag team, when I heard they want to be uh, champions, I was like, well, yeah, Reno Scum seems amazing. I mean, the first guy, the Thorn uh, Stowe guy comes out, and you're like, oh, he looks pretty weird. This looks yeah. like an off-human. Covered <laughs> in tattoos. He's, like, yeah. got, like, really short, this with, weird, like, long, long blonde hair. hair. He's peaked. Peak Nevada. He's yeah. like he's like a Nevada guy that might stab you, and you're like, okay, this is kind of why you called scum. But then the other guy, Luster, yeah, comes out. Luster comes out with his fucking cheetah print hair, giant mohawk, but also these giant mutton chops. Like each part of his hair individually is fucking insane, it and he's a like giant he, dude. It feels like he's wearing a helmet, but it's just all his hair. Yeah, and you just start. They start kicking the crap out of everybody and going, oi, oi. <laughs> I'm like, oh yeah, more of this. There's, this is a tag team you could get. Me, I want to see these guys fight the Deaners. Yeah, that should be your tag team. Yeah, why, champion. Why do we keep saying Ace Austin and fucking Madman Fulton, but we don't see the Reno scum as much? Like, yeah, come on. Right? And then I want to bring up Heath real quick, just because I remember when Heath comes in, he starts attacking a bunch of people and does that thing, but he get he gets winded halfway through it, and it's like. Like, literally within 20 seconds of being in the ring. Yeah, everyone else has been wrestling for a while, and he seems more tired than them, and it's like, dude, we're watching this whole plotline for you, and you're getting, like, winded already. Yeah. So, and then he, like, throws out Brian Myers, so it's like, yeah, Heath Rhino, good tag team and stuff. But then, like, oh, when Sammy Callahan throws him out, it's like, I don't care about your kids. <laughs> oh, so fucking good. Callahan being the last person to come in. Um, James Storm came in, and he was like cowboy dude, and like, we did not give a fuck for this guy. Yeah, we know he's been a belt holder and stuff. We didn't have the context that other people might have while seeing him. But yeah, like, as soon as he came in, I was like, oh, this is somebody people know. Yeah, I feel <laughs> like he's had belts for Impact and maybe other places. Okay. I was just... One of the problems with uh, like a lot of these wrestlers, and he fit into it, it's like it's just you're some buff white guy, and you need to show that you're more than some buff white guy by maybe some big spots or showing some great skills. But we didn't see anything from him like that that we were super impressed with. No, nothing impressive. He kept like hanging on to the ropes a lot, but I remember he hung on and Sammy super kicked his leg or his arm that was hanging on. I was like. That was a crazy use of a super kick. Good for you, Sammy. It goes down to Sammy versus Rhino. But the, the whole match is, if Rhino and Heath lose, if both of them are eliminated, both of them have to leave the company. So mm -hmm. it's like, well, Rhino versus Callahan, and if Rhino loses, two people have to leave the company? Hmm, I wonder what's going to happen. They sold it kind of good, though, because they were just like, oh, Callahan and me... Er, 
Firstly, Rhino's tired as fuck. He came in first, Callahan came in last. So Callahan's like, hit me, first hit, get it, dude. And then Rhino punches him and then Callahan hits Callahan him. just like hits his kit immediately, gets the package power driver and is like, thumbs up, thumbs down. Rhino kicks out though. So Callahan's like, I'm gonna need something more to take out Rhino. He goes for the chair and him and the ref are shouting at each yeah, other. Yeah, the ref's like, dude, I will DQ you right now if you try to do it. Callahan throws it down. I was like, fuck you, but who's in the corner? Oh, the whole time Rhino's getting back on his feet and he starts lurking for the fucking spear and he's yeah. waiting for it. And, and like Calla Callahan turns around and makes eye contact. Gore! 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 <laughs> yeah, there's just like that split second where Callahan's like, Fuck. Oh, and then, dead. And then Rhino just charges him, and then it's over. It always looks good when someone realizes, like, oh, I'm about to get murdered. <laughs> and before we move on to this and get into the Dope North promo, mm -hmm. I just want to say I'm really interested where the Rhino Heath storyline will go from here, because at this point, Rhino's done everything for Heath. He's opened the back door, snuck him into the building, talked Scott's ear off, put his own job on the line, even won this fucking tag team match. And let's see if Heath actually appreciates that. Yeah, for sure. It's, yeah, especially to see like Heath go on like a, ah, fuck it, I don't need anybody. But Rhino's like, dude, I did everything to get you in this. Like, yeah, yeah it, it'd be a fun uh, storyline to watch. But uh, after this, uh, we saw the North cut a promo and we, we, the first time we saw the North, we hated them. We were oh. like, get these people off our screen. We don't want to see them. We mostly saw them in their in-ring attire, which is more related to, like, actual wrestling. Yeah, like, they're in singlets, and one of them's literally wearing, like, a wrestling headgear. It's just like, yeah. oh, I don't like this. But when you, when you see... I like superheroes. I like monsters. <laughs> yeah, but uh, without... The guy who's usually wearing the headgear, when we saw him cut the promo, he was just wearing, like, a white tank top and nothing yeah. else. Yeah, oh, his sleeves were showing. And they're nerdy sleeves tattoos, but when you don't oh. focus on what's actually on him, he looks like he looks like you took a like a bad turn in the trailer park. He talk. He looks like that meth head that'll walk up to you, and you have to be very polite to because if you know you say anything wrong, he's going to start smashing your face in. Yeah, and he's gonna make it your problem where it's like you said the wrong thing, and it's just like, damn, dude, you walked up to me. <laughs> and the, and the, next, but uh, Ethan Page takes the fucking mic. Oh, and like, oh my god, that's when I got. I had heard Ethan was good at cutting promos, but like. Holy fucking shit. Oh no, he's good. Go watch him cut this promo. He's just complaining. He's like, It's been 94 days. 94 days that they've had that title. And that means for 94 days, I have not had my gold. Ethan has not had his gold for 94 days. And it's like, oh, and you just word it like that. This is an insane way to complain about not we having We need title. our gold. Especially with the way that he's like dressed up, like with that dark polo shirt. And yeah. he's like kind of like gelled, but kind of like floppy hairdo swept to the side and like the sunglasses yes. tucked into like the buttons. Ugh. Uh, so, it, such a sports car dad with like his hit cousin that seems like an enforcer. <laughs> it's a, I get it's a like, solid combo. After I saw them, yeah, do promos. I was like, okay, cool. I'm down for this. Yeah. So after that, we were like, fuck it. They're who we root for. Right? Alright, so we gotta get to EC3 Moose. So much build-up for this fucking match. I mean, we were so fucking excited. And I love, like, driving up to the undisclosed location oh, and seeing the warehouse. And I just want to say real quick, before, like, all the other ones, you mentioned how, like, they had, like, the little, on previously on mm -hmm. little catch-ups. 
for this one, when they're going through the recaps of all the EC3 boost drama, we were like, oh yeah, just keep playing this. I remember I compared it to like, to Bimpa Butterfly, like how, like in that album, in every song, Kendrick just keeps going through like this one long poem, but at, with each song, he just keeps adding a sentence every time he tells it. And the EC3 boost storyline felt like this, where yeah. it's like, oh yeah, we just keep getting a little add on and the next week we keep getting it. And it's this huge, long, beautiful poem and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and we finally get to the fight, and like I love the pre-fight where EC3 is just like beating up a fucking goon kid inside of a ring, inside yeah, of a cold, uh, abandoned warehouse. What? Just and the ring is surrounded by people wearing free EC3 sweaters with like hoodies masks. and stuff. Yeah, these hoodies and stuff. Oh, it looks so like good. Flaming the table in unison. I remember the reaction was like. Is this Impact's Dark Order? Yeah, right? I was just like, I felt that way after the kidnapping, but, like, for sure. Um, yeah, and Moose coming in to just see, like, EC3 killing this random dude, and Moose just being like, what the fuck am I doing here? <laughs> like, this is crazy. I'm gonna end this shit no more. And I loved it because, like, the last match, it, they would play the intro music for, like, a couple seconds, and then it would just go quiet for 20 seconds. Yeah, it just felt hearing, like, so weird. You're just hearing, like, sneakers screech and, like, fake punching and stuff. Yeah, just ambient wrestling. But this match, since it's a cinematic match, they actually had music going with it. But at first they started with some, like, goofy, like... Some, like, goth rock brooding stuff. Yes, goth rock, for sure. Like, it was super goofy. And I loved it when, like... And they're just kind of fighting, fighting it out. It's a cinematic match, so you don't have to do actual spots. You yeah. can sell punches like they're actually hurting someone. And I just want to say, I... I one thing I keep feeling bad about when I watch wrestling, especially in the state when you have that older generation of wrestlers around where it's like, oh, I get it, Tommy Dreamer, you're important. You did a lot for this sport, but also like you're not in great shape and you can't do the spots you used to do. Yeah. If you put these guys in cinematic matches like you did Moose, I think I'd be a lot more interested because stamina is no longer an equation. Yeah, you can still sell it, you can edit it around, you can do whatever you need. Uh, EC3 taking that dick shot, to, and like, as soon as he grabs his dick and is like, oh, the music just stops. And they kind of like cut for a little promo stuff. I love all the sound effects wrestling. I remember at one point, like, Moose gets a chair and they're kind of wrestling around with chair shots for a little bit. Um, <coughs> and then go back to actual good music they come back with just like that dark ambient music that i was like see yeah. this is what you should be playing just like crackles little like it's just like ooh, this is getting ominous and ec3's like about to like kill moose and all of a sudden he gets hit with flashbacks yeah to like his time in wwe and stuff like <laughs> with long hair and stuff and then he just freezes and the moose hits him and the moose is just beating the shit out of him <laughs> and one time moose grabs the belt and then he has like flashbacks to when he was like the tna champ yes. but he ignores them and he keeps like smashing in et3's face and yes so. shouting stuff like is this what you wanted is this what you wanted and like at that point it was just like oh shit like, this is almost full kill list where it's like, yeah, this is what EC3 wanted because of his fucking cult around the side of the ring starts moose, 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 moose. This moose chance happening as he's like seemingly murdering EC3 and like absolutely crazy because it was just like, did we actually just watch murder? Because when moose gets off of EC3, EC3 is just not moving. He's just bloody and 
dead. <laughs> and it was like, oh my god, did you guys just do a kayfabe murder? I, we have been wanting this for so long. Yeah, I, I pay so much money just to see Sue Young bite someone's fingers off. Like, oh uh, my god, yes. But like, actually getting a taste of it. But I mean... It's wrestling. It's yeah. like it's like when And I get for a cinematic match, that's one of the few places where you could actually kind of pull off the kayfabe murder. You can't just do a live murder in a ring. I mean, <laughs> like I get that. I mean the closest we got to it was like uh, Brody Lee killing Cody Rhodes. Yeah. Because that was a murder, but that wasn't a murder. Like, yes. they showed you a murder, but then they're able to, like, take it back and be like, no, we didn't show you that. Yes. And I feel like that's and what's going to happen with EC3, because you got to keep using him. Oh, yeah, for sure. And, like, yeah, I wouldn't even mind, like, an EC, uh, a zombie EC3 or, like, a Revenant EC3 yeah. where he's like, I'm back from the dead. I'm undead. Like, that would be insane. But, like, yeah, the little cult definitely pulls away EC3's body at the end which was like kind of made it feel even to me at first it was like okay he's not murdered or else why would they take away the body but i'm also like there's some weird cult and he yeah. was their leader like they could take his body to go do some weird ritual or something i remember you even saying that like they haven't dragged his body away and then they start to drag his body away and treat him like he's dead it's like yeah, yeah. just killed somebody that's just dead person like ah oh, great so, cinematic match that paid off the 20-man match paid off. Our oh, seven-man match paid off. We're excited. Oh. We're getting drunk at this point. I've been screaming Rohit stuff and, like, like doing the, like, whole belt gesture he does. So, like, Ken Shamrock versus Eddie Edwards. Give it to us. Yeah, we're like, oh, this pay-per-view has so much momentum. I'm so fucking ready. And this is kind of where the momentum definitely starts to take a nice little uh, break. Yeah, this is where this match reminded me why I don't watch MMA or UFC because, like, when you watch an actual fight, it sucks. It's just one dude holding the other dude on the ground and then slowly getting targeted headshots, and it's not it's not exciting. Yeah, it's super precise and super realistic. Where it's just like that's not what I want out of wrestling. I'll go watch MMA if I want that. But I get it. Ken Shamrock coming from uh, UFC and stuff has that background. I do love that Ken Shamrock is like, oh, I'm an actual competitor and I'm getting back into wrestling. What should I do? And Callahan's like, I got 45. You got 45 million likes because you beat the shit out of this guy when I told you to. Just keep listening to me, Ken Shamrock. I'll make you famous. <laughs> and like even saying stuff like you're close to becoming the old Shamrock. Yeah. <laughs> and like Ken Shamrock's eyes just like lighting up and being like, wow, thank you, Sammy. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, one thing I remember he said about Sammy was he doesn't like how he says stuff, but what he says is the truth. <laughs> I think it was an, a, a commentator like quoting yeah, Shamrock Ken, with that. Yes. And I just want to say I loved Sammy outside the ring after this. When Sammy covers up his hair and he had that backwards baseball cap, I was like, oh, I fuck with you more. Yeah. But I, I get it too. His hair is very heelish. Oh I hate God. him when I see Every it. time I see that wiry ass hair, I'm just like, I hate you. I hate you. <laughs> fuck you, dude. And um, this match was just a lot of like, Ken Shamrock just having Eddie Edwards on the floor and then hitting him in slow punches and stuff. I can't really blame Eddie Edwards too much for this match because it's like, what are you supposed to do? Dude wants to MMA fight you. You can't, you don't have too many rooms for big spots. Like, he tried, like, one. I remember he did, like, a drop kick or something. Yeah, yeah. And he's, like, a 56-year-old man. Like, you can't do giant slams on the sky or anything like that. You guys can't do fucking falcon arrows or giant moonsaults off the top rope. Like, this guy just literally can't take that anymore. So you guys could kayfabe, like, brawl around and stuff because you could fake brawling easily. But, like, when it came down to doing actual spots, they just couldn't do it. Yeah. Even if Eddie Edwards was capable of doing them, he couldn't 
couldn't execute him on Shamrock. So and as much as I hate Eddie Edwards right now, I still accept he could impress me. Also, yeah, like our thing with Eddie Edwards too is we haven't really seen him outside of like the Eric Young drama and then yeah. this drama where it's like we haven't really seen him on his own. It's like a Brian Myers thing. We've only yeah. seen him in relation to other people where it's like, no, you got to do this bigger guy's thing right now. We haven't seen Eddie Edwards have his room to pop on his own. Yes. So I, I could still wait for that Edwards pop, but this match was just slow. It and wasn't we, it. And we just love our Boston people too. Yeah. And we want to see him pop for that. Yeah. And Eddie Edwards just like starts winning the match at one point, but he's, like he's got Ken Shamrock in a lock and stuff. Oh, that's what it was. It was in a lock and yeah, Callahan pulls out the phone and every. And yeah. I just, in my mind, I'm like, oh, lights out, lights out. Yeah, at one point you're saying, oh, if they don't give us a lights out, this match sucks. They <laughs> yeah, fucked up. this match does not matter if there's not a lights out moment. But of course, Sammy gives it Shamrock's in a lock. But like when the lights come back on, pretty much Shamrock has Eddie in a lock. And it's like, oh, well, what the fuck? And then at some point, was it like Callahan in the ring threatening Eddie? And then Eddie knocked out Callahan? Yeah, Eddie's all distracted by Callahan. And then when he turns around, Shamrock's just behind him. Oh, I don't want to turn around to see fucking Ken Shamrock lumbering Flexing over me. his traps at me. No, thank you. He looks like he looks like a mob enforcer in like a Scorsese movie. <laughs> like, get that guy away from me. Go away. Uh, so like, and yeah, after that, Ken, Ken Shamrock takes away the you, you gotta give him the win. He just got inducted to the Hall of Fame by, like, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Yeah, we forgot to mention that. But, like, yeah, right before uh, in the buy-in for the match, yeah. He gets inducted into the Impact Hall of Fame. Are you gonna have him lose on the same night he just got into the Hall of Fame? Inducted by The Rock, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, of all people. Like, Also, was this the only match that wasn't a title shot? I didn't fully... Oh, no, the 20-man. The 20 man, yes, which is which was a build up for a title shot, I yeah. guess. So I guess like this was the only one completely unrelated to any title, I guess, for sure. But honestly, like as much as like I've complained about this, like I'm still excited for Sammy and Kim Shamrock stuff in the future. Yeah, and I'm excited to see what Eddie Edwards could do in the future. Like just because this was a slow match to us doesn't mean that these people aren't good competitors or mm -hmm. anything. Just Slow matches happen, and, and also I mean, we don't like MMA type fighting. If you like MMA type fighting, you might really like this match. Yeah, this for is sure. just not what we're looking for out of wrestling. No, and like the next match, and the momentum's not much stronger. But like we mentioned. It's the eight-man tag, and we finally actually maybe like one of the groups. But is it a seven-man tag? Oh, shit. You gotta stick around and figure out what's happening with this tag team belt match. And then, of course, the fucking Eric Young and fucking uh, Deanna Perrazzo. You first, gotta, Ky first Kylie Ray. Oh, you gotta stick around for all the more good matches. Ayo, uh, we gotta take a quick break, smoke this blunty blunt, and we'll be right back to you. Gore! 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 <laughs> It's the wrestle time. We're bringing you the rest of Impact's biggest, 
pay-per-view bound for glory you know yeah. how it goes and uh we're getting to our favorite part of the fucking pay-per-view the one that we've been waiting for the whole time the one that we've been going to sleep being what will finally happen who will take the tag team belt we've th we've talked about some some pretty fucking good matches and like the ken shamrock eddie edwards i mean they kind of it started to lose momentum it started to slow down a little but this match the eight man tag team match boy did it just uh just i don't know just kind of sucked yeah, the I, fun out of stuff we were like eating at this point we we're just like yeah yeah no we'll just like you know get through this one i did pay a little more attention to it than i paid attention to the ken shamrock eddie edwards one that's just, fair just because with this one i was like it was interesting you just start off the match by just like basically killing a guy if they didn't do that this match would have completely bored me i absolutely love the fact that the motor series machine guns just coming out and immediately alexander shelley just getting mauled <laughs> just the north being like, fuck this guy fuck this guy you yeah, double arm fucking uh pile, pile driver. driver oh my <laughs> god all the people coming to check him and his buddies just standing there and everyone <laughs> Was just waiting like oh, oh. Scott's <laughs> looking at him the, the interviewer with black hair who is abducted by EC3 he's like oh my god is this guy okay <laughs> like, oh. there, people are trying to like carry him but like is an excellent injured so they're trying to be delicate and like walk him out of there the other guy's like Oh, I guess it's just me now. Yeah, Chris Sapien's there just, like, looking around, like, um, um. But, like, I don't generally love the idea of, like, eight-man tags. We talked about, like, or, like, AEW did one, and I was like, yeah, okay. But, like, this one, I like the idea of it because it was, like, if Chris uh, Sapien leaves, the match still goes on. There's still six people. Even if the belt holders aren't there, it's just whoever loses or whoever wins the match gets the belt. So you gotta fight still. So yeah, Sapien had to fight. At least that's how they wrote it in kayfabe. I did not expect it. And I was like, okay, so it's a seven man tag? That's wild. Yeah, and I've seen a lot of like matches start with like the opposing team just running up and beating them in the intro, but I've never seen that actually take someone out of the match. And the whole match, I thought at some point maybe like they do like, oh, and Alexander Shelley at the last moment comes back and helps save the day. No, like, no, it was just a straight up seven man tag. That starts with just Chris Sapien getting beat up by every team besides the Good Brothers. Yeah, because no one wants to tag in the Good Brothers. So it's just uh, the Because I guess Good Brothers are faces? I don't fuck it. It seemed like they've been trying to be faces, especially with the storylines of like, oh, we're here to protect you guys. We want to make sure the match is fair and stuff. But then like, you know, just like Shelly get the shit beat out of them. Yeah. <laughs> um, also, so one funny note as they were all walking in the good brothers are walking in and one of the announcers announced them as the good brothers are just kind of the coolest guys they're like the coolest tag team there's a lot of powerful tag teams there's a lot of really technically good tag teams these guys are just the coolest <laughs> it made me be like, wow. We looked at each other. We were like, wow. That is such an unself-aware. That's such a stupid comment. Even the, I mean, the other commentator even got him, though. He was like, really? The coolest? Whoa, 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 Who the whoa, whoa, fuck whoa. are we, like, 12-year-olds? <laughs> like, come on. To be fair, the Good Brothers pull really well with people who fantasize hitting protesters with cars. <laughs> oh, the Good Brothers is so spooky. 
Loki. I hate him. They just have not some, in a good way. Yeah, you can't just do a militia aesthetic in this point in um time. It's just kind of a no-no. Yeah, it's in bad taste for sure. And like pretty much that's the only thing that really I found fun about the match. Just Shelly getting injured immediately. <laughs> and I was like, okay, maybe this will be fun. And like, nah, it was, for me it was also, I was shouting at a point like, why doesn't Sapien just tag himself out? In an eight-man tag, it doesn't make, it's pretty much all blind tags. It's just like, oh, you, you got too close to one corner, so they tag themselves in. But like, you could also tag yourself out. If I was just Chris Apey and I would just immediately tag in the Good Brothers. It took him until like halfway through the match to tag in the Good Brothers. And then yeah. they're like, hey, we're in. We're not going to do anything too cool. Yeah, they just kind of fight, fight, fight. Ace Austin and fucking, wasn't it? Fight, fight, fight. And there's a moment where LG and uh, fucking Madman Fulton are in the middle of the ring and they just fight, fight, fight a little bit. Yeah, I just remember that as like ambient fighting. Like there, like there's punches, there are clotheslines. Lots of brawling. Yeah. No, no impressive actual spots, no technical wrestling, just a lot of brawling. And it was just like, all right, so this is boring. And at a certain point, they were, they're kind of selling it as like Chris Sapien's gonna hold hold up the whole match. Nothing will stop him. And at a certain point, I was just like, just let the North pin him already. Yeah, we'll <laughs> like I'm done with this. Yeah, our whole take on it after we saw the North cut a promo beforehand, and um, the face was just shouting about how they need their gold. I was like. Okay, if these guys cut promos, just make them your champs. Everyone else sucks at it. Yeah, and like, they were apparently, uh, Impact, they were the last title holders, and they were the longest reigning title holders. I didn't get, they didn't say how long the title reign was, but I imagine pretty fucking long if it's in TNA, a thing that's been around for 20 years. Yeah, you had to have held the belt for at least like half a year or something crazy. And there's gotta be a reason, and I say like, I don't, I don't like hate the North. Like I'm pretty fine with them. On impact, I hated them. And then realizing Ethan is a mouth and is just really good at cutting promos. I was like, all right, whatever, Ethan. Yeah, and I had heard rumors he was good, but then when we saw that yeah. one, I was like, fuck it, you give him the belt. And the other guy is like intimidating when he has all of his tattoos exposed and his bald head and his big ass beard. And he's just, just like that bike guard yes. standing there. Like that's intimidating, but then in the ring, he wears like the wrestling ears and the fucking like armband. So mm -hmm. it covers the tattoo. I'm like, yeah, no, this just doesn't work for me anymore. Oh, and they come in in singlets. And I was like, if you guys were in singlets, I might actually like you guys. Yeah, but to be fair, they're just committing to the actual wrestle aesthetic, though, with the headband yeah. and everything. Oh, 100%. But it just doesn't, like, work for me as a team. Yeah. It doesn't come off intimidating. Like, I imagine if he did another gimmick or another thing, he could come off intimidating. But I don't know. Whatever. Give it to the North. And, like, yeah, they definitely win. I mean, there's just, like, a lot of spots where it's like, oh, they beat each other up outside of the ring. And then there's only two people inside the ring left until it happens with the North and the North take away the win. Yeah, because everyone's just been weakening Sapient the whole time. Yeah, and I remember like everybody jumps in to stop it, but they're all too late or something like that. It's just like, yeah, whatever, like six, eight man, seven man tag, whatever. But I will say the North are better than FTR for like tag team belt holders because <sighs> they do heal shit the whole match and they can cut promos. I agree. Yep, they could cut the promos. Ethan Page is fucking crazy loud and angry sometimes. Um, the way that, yeah, just straight up injured a dude before the match, like yeah. injured the champion. Yeah, no, that's a pretty good heel shit. All right, whatever. Give him the belt. Yeah, give them a belt yeah. and then figure out who to give it to next or keep it for a while. I don't know. Yeah, pretty good stuff, but 
we move to the really good stuff because we only got two more motherfucking matches. Mm. And we talking about motherfucking starting with a knockout belt champion. Woo-woo. I'm so excited for this match. I remember before it came on, I was like, okay, so we got to smoke more, right? Like, yes, <laughs> like we just had to. There's no way we didn't. Um, yeah, and at this point, we, like we were saying before, and like we've mentioned on the last impact, highly suspicious that Sue Young would reappear. And, and this would be the moment if it happens. It's Deanna Perrazzo versus fucking Kylie Ray. And Kylie Ray was like cutting promo stuff like everybody else was before the match. And just she just seemed really out of it and was like in it seemed like it was cut in Chicago like on the streets and she's just kind of like walking around drinking at, at bars and stuff and it's just like huh what's going on here <laughs> and Deanna Perrazzo's cutting is just like Kylie's too emotional Kylie doesn't think about things sensibly not like me not me not me I'm I I, I loved how Deanna Perrazzo cut her shit like she does a really good job at what she does and. Uh, um, I fucking love her as a title holder. Yeah, her outfit when she walked out was oh, fucking fantastic. Shit. Her and Kimberly look amazing. We've talked about a lot of good uh, pay-per-view fucking outfits, but like Deanna Perrazzo, always looking good. Uh, and then like when Deanna Perrazzo and Kimberly looked fantastic too. But then they're waiting for Kylie, and Kylie doesn't come out. Kylie's right. music plays, right. Kylie's right. everything happens. Visual shows and everything. Yeah, and then no one comes out, so Deanna Parazzo starts cutting a promo. And you made a point of it, and it was definitely true. Like, Kimberly just had such a fucking good look that I was like, I know you're talking at me, Deanna, but like... Look at Kimberly. <laughs> yeah, her hair's on point. Those hoop earrings shaped like hearts. Oh. The skeleton dress and the way it fit with like her tattoos and yes, stuff. Yes, those giant pink boots. But, was... but I will say though, once Deanna took off that jacket and like revealed her wrestling up outfit, that one, that one. Holy shit! That was one of the. That's one of the best outfits I've seen in wrestling. So yeah. Far. Oh, no, the fucking gemstones all over, the bejeweled aspect, the fucking uh, colors, those fish nettings you point out. Everything was fucking good about it. And then, like, yeah, so she's just going is like, whatever, Kylie's not going to come out, blah, 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 like, what the fuck, what are we going to do here? And the music plays. And then the music. What happens? This is... We get, we get my, we get it. We don't even, we don't even see it happen, but we get Sue Young out of not, not Susie, not Susie during some nope. kind of turn, just straight up black, like blackout, red lights, fucking Sue Young coming out. No broken arm, no nothing. And this is for the fucking tie. Like at first I was like, is she just out here to like support Kylie? Like Kylie's going to come out after and be like, whoa, what the fuck? Who the fuck's that? No. Sue Young gets her title shot again. She gets a rematch. And I was not mad. I was fully ready. I was like, fuck it. Kylie can figure out her shit later. I'm ready for this. <laughs> yeah, we're doing this now. Cool. Even Deanna Peraza the whole time was like, wait, what the fuck? I'm not fighting. I'm not supposed to fight her. Yeah, she looked terrified. She was like, I broke your arm. Uh, you shouldn't be bad. What are you doing in this? Oh, no, it's Sue Young. Uh, fuck me. During the match, Kimberly just running away from Sue Young and just being like, 
I don't want to be here. Ah. Get up, get up! Yeah, get away from me, Sue Young. I don't want to deal with this. Uh, Sue Young's so fucking good. Hitting all the classic moves, doing the Arachnorana. Uh, so much fucking good stuff. And yeah, the ring attire is just fucking amazing. I love Sue Young's look with the blood smeared all over her. She had like triple X on her boob and stuff. Yeah. And I was like, this is crazy. <laughs> the black and white makeup. It looks like fucking, uh, like, uh, to me, it always looked like tree roots and stuff like that. Yeah, like kind of vein like too. Yes, yeah. Oh. I always love how she has like the red on her teeth that she could always take away so it looks all bloody and yeah. stuff. Yeah. Oh, so fucking good. Um, doing some fantastic stuff. At a certain point, I was just like, where's Kylie? <laughs> so, like, <laughs> Kylie's just legit not gonna show up. Oh, De spoilers. She doesn't. She just doesn't. <laughs> Deanna Perrazzo hits an amazing spot where she literally like hog ties Sue <laughs> Young to the ropes. Like, tucks her arms under her legs around the rope and like leaves her there and Sue Young's like I can't move what's going on someone get me out I was like this is wrestling this is dope Deanna Braza like drop kicks her out of the ring with that one oh so fucking good I remember that one like commentator the bald one was like oh she keep does it, doing that she should give a name another commentator was like and she doesn't have a name for it it's the paradise spot <laughs> it's just, yeah that was so good coming from like I am love wrestling name so when they pointed that out it was so good I also noticed when uh Soo Young did the Arachnorana he did not call it the Arachnorana he was like oh then he flipped her off the top rope or she flipped her and it was like <laughs> that's one of her signature moves you doof <laughs> I remember with the commentators was like, you know, I, I'm here to tell you the names of the boobs, and he was like, oh no, don't worry, I got Twitter for that. It's like, yeah, after the match. Yeah, dude, like, no, you're terrible at calling this shit. Um, that's one thing, like, we pointed out with AEW, like, at least the commentators are consistent and fun and stuff like that. I really love them. Oh yeah, Taz is just brings it to a whole nother level, just him being a heel character on the oh. desk. So fucking good. Gotta love them. The, the, ma the match is absolutely insane. Just like a lot of really good spots and eventually it gets to the point where uh, <laughs> like Deanna Perrazzo's standing in front of the ref and like is gonna hit her or gonna hit the ref and then doesn't and then uh, Sue Young's gonna hit the ref and then doesn't and then <laughs> fucking uh, Deanna comes back in to hit, the, to hit Susie who's in front of the ref. Sue Young moves. Hits fucking ref. Ref is down. You got a downed ref who's just selling it like he just got fucking killed. <laughs> like he got hit by a car. He's like, oh my god, someone get the ambulance. To be fair, if Deanna Perazzo kicked me, I'd probably have the same exact reaction. <laughs> yeah, no, I'd be down for a minute. That's for sure. Um, so they're fighting, they're fighting the wrestling. <coughs> Sue <coughs> Young actually manages to fucking pin Deanna Perrazzo, and she's sitting there for like four seconds. But you know, the ref is injured in the corner. That's a, a damn ref. Yeah, I was like, damn. So yeah, she's they're just like they don't get it. She and actually has to drop like uh, Deanna Perrazzo, then go over to the ref and be like, hey, 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 watch the match. Yeah, get back in this fucking match. Eventually, she pulls out the motherfucking gross ass glove. Oh, and it's so it's so torn. 
apart and like deteriorated at this point. It can't even really fit around all her hand. It's mostly just the fingers. Yes, it's so gross. And like, I remember this is the point where the ref is like starting to get up and Deanna Prazo, then they go back and forth for a minute and then Deanna Prazo hits the legendary arm bar that she hits. And then like the ref like sees it and the ref is like, okay, is this real? I'm, I'm in it now. And then fucking Sue Young just jams her fist down Deanna's <laughs> mouth. And it's like, oh my God. She has to let go. It's crazy. It was yeah. just like, you're going to submit me? I'll submit you. Yeah, <laughs> it's a double submission to the point where Deanna's like, this is gross. Get your fucking hand out of my mouth. <laughs> and they're fighting back and forth. But uh, yeah, it doesn't go too much longer until Sue Young just hits the fucking panic switch. Yeah, when she hits the panic switch on you, you're out. When you see the panic switch, it's just like, oh yeah, that's a dead person. Okay, that's it. Yeah, I haven't <laughs> seen a better power bomb. Yeah, and I was just like dazed because it was also like, oh, the panic switch, Sue Young wins. And then it was like, wait, Sue Young wins? Like the title? Yeah, Young, yeah, she <laughs> has the belt again. She just walks away with the belt. It made sense that she was like a previous belt holder. I didn't know that coming into this, and it was just like, okay, she was your belt holder? Yeah, uh, give it back. Yeah, give the monster your belt. Yeah, let her do Susie stuff, and then as soon as Susie's done, let her come back and get the belt. So fucking good. And it, uh, I remember at this point thinking like, okay, so like before the Rick Swans, or Rich Swan, we're gonna get motherfucking uh, the wedding stuff, right? Like, they've been doing wedding stuff all night. Uh, they just did, like, Taya Valkyrie being like, hey, it's okay that you weren't at my match, Rosemary, and you weren't able to help that much. And Rosemary's like, yeah, I'm sorry. And they're like, ah, oh, don't worry. It's your wedding. Like, we're gonna make it all good. And then, like, Rosemary's just like, oh, but I gotta go find my my, my friend. And then Havoc comes in. She's like, all right, Havoc, come on. And then <laughs> after that, we just never saw anything. Yeah, I think it, it has to be on some other night. We assumed it was going to be happening on Bound for Glory, but apparently not. Yeah, apparently. Maybe it will happen, yeah, next Dino or next Impact. But, uh, whatever, because you still get a top-tier fucking match. Rich Swan versus Eric Young. And they promote the shit out of this. We've talked about that before. My world now! <laughs> and we've never really seen, uh... Eric Young do a big match, and we've never really seen Rich Swan in the ring at all, so we were like, will this pay off? Will this be as good as they've been selling it? Because the, like, promos leading up have been insanely good, including Eric Young just beating up the Deaners for, oh like, Oh my god! <laughs> that was crazy how long that went on! And, um, and, like, we, we saw Eric Young fight Eddie Edwards, and I was like, I remember being excited that it was our first shot at seeing Eric Young, but, uh, yeah, we really didn't see him get to do anything too cool. I'd, we've been very open that we don't like Eddie Edwards. Is like I don't know, his wrestling style is just not compelling to us. It's not interesting. Yeah, he's not what we look for in wrestling. No, it's like brawler-esque, and it's just like, whatever. You're just like Massachusetts Boston boy. <laughs> hey, y'all, we're going to go wicked blasted. I'm uh, going to give you my wiki. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So this is the finally like a good spot to see fucking Eric Young versus Malfoy fucking rich swat and like before this one thing that really shocked me was they uh they announced their new their next pay-per-view in two, 2021 they're gonna do hard to kill on january yeah. 16th but the coolest thing that they announced was they're gonna bring back the fucking knockout tag team uh championship yeah the fucking champion belts that's something we've specifically complained about on this podcast give us women tag team belts and here it is. It's coming back in 2021. I cannot fucking 
fucking wait for hard to kill. Mm -hmm. um, purely just, yeah, for another set of belts coming from, yeah, we were complaining about fucking Nick and Matt Jackson complaining. Yeah. There's too many belts. Fuck that. Give us two more belts. Thank yeah, you, Impact. More fake belts like the one that Brian Cage has. Oh, and I love fake belts. So fucking good. The FTW belt, so fucking good. But... This is for the giant hunk of gold. <laughs> like, I love how big and red, like, giant gung, a hunk of gold with this red uh, title in the middle. And it's just like, yeah, this belt rules. It's very regal. Yes, like, this belt's fucking awesome. Um, Rich Swan's walkout was fucking amazing. Oh, I loved it. I remember I watched it and you were making coffee and I was like, I have to run this back for him. Yeah, definitely had to run it back. I loved his walking attire and everything. The giant red uh, fucking uh, coat and everything looked yeah, amazing. all sequiny and sparkly and stuff. And then he like does a little dance to the funk music. Ah, uh, the dance is amazing. His fucking, uh, oh, the, the silver fucking speedo he has with uh, like the red gem looking thing in the middle. Oh my God. It feels like he's wearing a crown and yes. he's got like the sparkly red boots on. Yes, he has had like a crown around his junk. I was like, oh, that's fucking top tier. <laughs> I, I hate Speedo wrestlers, but that's a good Speedo. Like, that's a that's good Speedo. Top tier. Even though, like, I still, I mean, Rahit still got me earlier. That was so good. Uh, Rick Swan has an awesome walkout, awesome everything. But, you know, then it's just like, yeah. But Eric Young's been on this rampage, and he comes out in this, like, camo gear with the camo hockey mask, and it's just like, uh-oh. He feels like someone who's, he feels like a marauder. Yes, like, let's not forget, this guy's fucking crazy. <laughs> like, yeah. we've watched this guy being on a rampage for the past month. Like, no matter how cool Rick's, Rich Swans comes out, he's still got to deal with Eric Young. Eric Young, the guy who dressed up as a nurse and then bashed the shit out of that guy's injured ankle. With a weight. With a 10-pound weight. Like, what the fuck? And I was just astounded for sure because the match just starts with Rick, uh, or Rich Swan just flying around, just fucking jumping and kicking and doing all these awesome flips. And I've seen high flyers before, but, like, Rich Swan is definitely the best one I've seen so far. Yes, Rich Swan with these awesome high-flying moves and, like, gets Eric Young on the outside and then hits a giant like all over the top ropes on top of Eric Young like the whole time Eric Young's just kind of on his heels and is not able to get steady ground and is just like what the fuck this guy's just all over me like I thought this guy was injured <laughs> like, yeah. this is not fucking fair uh, they're going back and forth oh, oh yeah and then eventually just like Eric they're both going towards the top rope and Rich Swan's at the on, his, on top of his feet at the on top rope and Eric Young hits a giant neck breaker all the way to the ground. And it was, was like, oh, oh. That was a kill move. Yeah, I was like, that would end any other match usually. <laughs> like, holy fucking shit. And we're just getting started. And that is how Eric Young starts his momentum. Oh, <laughs> this match was so crazy. There were a lot of points where I was like, did they take a bump or did they not? Yeah, like, what the actual fuck is going on here? And then from this point, like... Ooh, Eric Young is really just getting fired up and really just starts focusing the neck. It's just like targeting the and like I remember I made fun of like another match in the past because it was like, oh man, this guy's targeting the neck. And it was like, yeah, you kicked him in the neck. That's gonna hurt most people anytime. 
But Eric Young was hitting like unique locks and like doing these unique grabs and stuff that I was like, no, this is fucking up this guy's neck. He even did like a fake neck snap at one point, yeah. and I was like, oh shit. But don't forget that huge like spot Rich Swan took where his like legs were on the top rope and his head like hit down on the curtain. Yeah, super fucking scary. Um, definitely a lot of points where it was like, did yeah, did Swan just bump? Is this guy okay? Like that was really fucking scary. And then um, oh my god, uh, <coughs> go away. Go, go away, away was such a good fucking spot. Um, I, I once Eric Young just starts really like shouting the whole time. Oh, and I, I had a huge flip, and that was because Eric Young or uh, no, who is it, Rich Swan, flipped into fucking <laughs> Eric oh. Young's neck breaker, and it was just like, oh yeah, when Eric Young just oh. caught him midair. Oh, and then that other time, do you remember when, uh, so Rich Swan goes off of the fucking ropes and Eric Young does that thing where he bends his head down so you run into him and then he flips you? He flipped him and dude did a 450 minute, like flipped one and a half times and then hit the ground. It was like, oh, Rich Swan like took, was like 12 feet in the air. Like what the fuck? Yeah, the amount of air that Rich Swan was be able to consistently get throughout the match was just crazy. Yeah, and then taking these giant spots that would normally kill any other wrestler. And yeah, from that point on, like Rich is just hurt and he's struggling to get up on the road and he's 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 climbing on the ropes to get to the turnbuckles. Eric in the Young corner. just keeps telling him to go away. And go give away! Up. Give up! Give up! Yeah, I, I love the ones where he's like crawling towards the corner, and Eric Young's like, "You could do it. You're a fighter. This is what they want. Come on, give them what they want, Rich." <laughs> it's just like, oh no! And as soon as he gets to the corner, Eric Young just like props him up and smacks him. And it's like, oh no, Rich, do anything. You gotta get out of this. And it goes on for like legit three minutes of Eric Young just taunting this guy. Yeah. <coughs> and I was surprised how much he was using the go away. I loved it. There's one point where he hits the camel clutch on the ropes. He is Rich Swan through the second rope and on the third rope would hit the camel clutch and rip this guy's jaw apart. Oh, that sequence where he just uh, kept injuring the ankle as it was like pinned to the turnbuckle. Yeah. And then he'd back off after four seconds and then just go back to it and <laughs> <spark> it again. <laughs> that shit was crazy. They're really going for it. Um, I, the one point where uh, Eric Young was shouting, Impact, this is your fault. This is your fault, Scott. <laughs> I love it. Every time he was doing it, I was like, this is so good. And after he does the impact, this is your fault, there's a, a little bit more of a bruising. But all of a sudden, Rick Swan's just in the corner and is just dazed. And fucking Eric Young hits him again. And Rick Swan just stands there dazed. And Eric Young hits him again. And Rick Swan starts gaining his... He's like drooling. Uh, he's drooling and he's catching his drool. And he's just like, keep hitting me. Do it, you dumb motherfucker. <laughs> like Eric Young hits him one more time. And Rick Swan just activates his rampage. His hair's all over the place. He's going crazy. He's constantly slapping Eric Young. Yeah. 
Yes, he just slaps him up against the rope, and then I remember they like both run to the top rope, and then <laughs> motherfucking Rich Lawn just throws this guy off the top. They both land on the ground, and it was like, okay, so now it, both of their momentums kind of slowed down. Like this is anyone could win here. This is getting crazy. Rick Swan tries to hit his finisher, he where he springboards off of the ropes and then does the neck breaker. Gets caught by Eric Young into a fucking inverted neck breaker by Eric Young. They fight a little bit more, and then all of a sudden, Rich Swan hits the fucking air raid where he does all the from the turn or from the corner, does like the flip, 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 giant kick thing, and it was yeah. like, what the fuck? Like, yeah, wasn't that as Eric Young was trying to pick him up and like slam him off the top ropes and then like he kicked off the ropes and hit that yeah yeah it was just like oh my god any of these matches could end a, a match and then of course they fight a little bit more but the air raid has eric young real fucked up hits the fucking handspring into the neck breaker eric young's on the ground everybody's shouting why aren't you pinning him because motherfucking Rich Swan got to hit that Phoenix Splash. That Phoenix Splash is amazing every time. Oh, the amount of air he's able to get with it. It's like, what the oh, fuck? The corkscrew that flips. It's just like, oh, my body could not do that if I wanted it to. No, <laughs> my body's not capable of that. Yes, no matter how bad I want it to do that, there's no way I achieve that. That is so practiced and so fucking talented. Like, And that ends the match. Yeah. Phoenix Splash kills Eric Young. The Rampage is done. Rich Swan, ya baby face, the new fucking ch and the new, <laughs> the new uh, Impact World Heavyweight Champion, Rich Swan. Like his music plays, Eric Young yes. is upset, and like so many goons just come out. All just... the baby faces come <laughs> out, every one of them. Tommy Dreamer and his crazy war paint. Motherfucker, Brian Myers, everybody's coming out. All the Deaners, oh yeah, let's hang out. They all hey. congratulated him, picking him up and stuff. He, He's all happy. Everybody's having a good time. Eddie Edwards is lifting him up. He's like, ah, you finally killed Eric Young. Even I couldn't do that. The dark cloud has lifted, as one of the announcers said. <laughs> like, Impact entering a new phase, but it was like, yeah, Eric Young's rampage stopped, but Sue Young just got a belt, so Again. I don't know. <laughs> like, and the North just got a belt. Like, I'm ready to see motherfucking Ethan Page cut some crazy promos. Ken Shamrock has been released upon fucking Impact. <laughs> like, there's a lot of crazy to motherfucking come. At least Moose put down EC3 for now. For now. Oh, I'm so excited to see what they do with EC3 in the future. This is a perfect way to debut them. Yeah. Like, I am excited no matter what this fucking guy does. Uh, of course, Ricky. Give me a billion more, Ricky. Give me a billion. Never take the belt away from him. Let him die with the belt in his hands and then bury him with the belt. There was a part of me that was like, man, I'm not like, uh, I could see any of the five people beating Raheet. But end of the day, I am 100% cool with Raheet ruling for another fucking billion years. He's like, too good at what he does. Let that guy keep the belt for fucking ever, please. Uh, Rhino gets uh, to fucking challenge anybody for the belt. 
does Rhino even want a belt? Can he ju- can he give that shot to Heath? Do you, With, do you want that? Do you even want Rhino to have a belt? I don't want Rhino to have a belt. I don't know he would challenge. Raheet is my best bet. Oh, if the, if him and Heath could fight the North and be like, oh, if I do a tag team. Oh. Oh, I didn't even consider tag team. Yeah, actually, I would be cool seeing Rhino do a tag team match for the belt. Um, I don't want to see Heath and Rhino with the belts, but I'm cool no. if they if they try to do that. Yeah. Um, and I'd love to yeah see them be goons about it. Um, so you got your new champions. Gotta love it. Um, so how many? Yeah, only one person really kept their belt. I guess Moose reclaimed his belt. He never yes. really lost it, so it I guess he like defended it. It was literally stolen from him, and then he brought it. Oh yeah, he brought it back to the match though, and he was like, "Yeah, we're fighting." Yeah, so I yeah he defended it for sure. So Raheet and Moose defend their belts, but mo fucking every other belt switched hands. Like ah, oh, so fucking good. Five different belt shots. Like gotta give it to him. Brown for glory. A fantastic pay per view. I loved it. It was. Yeah. It was really worth the build-up. Like, it all paid off. All all the build paid. It was all satisfying. Even the match we didn't really care about was more entertaining than we expected. Somehow we come out liking the North a little bit more, and, like, that could go a long way. I don't know. I'm definitely excited to watch more Impact in the future. But next, we got fucking Dynamite coming to you. Because we watched the dinner debonair. We watched (laughs) all the good shit. We were really excited about last week's Dynamite. And then we'll be able to... To bring you more fucking full gear review coming to you. You know what I mean? Like, uh, <laughs> it'll be a pay-per-view. Don't thought, expect it to be as good as Bound for Glory, but... I, I'm really surprised that their theme is actually just gears. It's just like gears. Yeah, it's just <laughs> gears on people? <laughs> you just chose gears. Okay. Cool. All right. You're doing everything else well, so whatever. Yeah, we'll we'll stick around. (laughs) All right, let's get to them plugs. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, hit me up or find me on Twitter at scummy underscore tummy. Same for Instagram where I post drawings and shit. Ooh, go find all the scummy art. Find all the BBB shit. Um, I'm at Grease Radio at uh, Adventures Sands on fucking Twitter for all the updates on both of the shows. Go follow it to interact with us, see all the wrestling shit. See all the good shit. And then uh, go check out Grease Valley Radio. My fucking, uh, my little baby, baby, baby. I pushed it out 20 episodes of a high concept fucking uh, post-apocalyptic no money audio drama brought straight to you with tons of characters, son of soundscaping, a bunch of good sound engineering that I did. I loved it. I had a great time. Go check out all the BBB music that I made. Just released the God Stag EP as rumored. It's out. Go check it out. I've got 31 beats available on SoundCloud and Bandcamp for you to check out and to purchase. I got cheap beats for you. I've got like four, I got like, yeah, 40 songs or something like that on both the Bandcamp and SoundCloud under BBB and Bullet Teeth. Hello music. Go check it out. Also, are you, are you a rapper out there or are you just a singer? Do you want someone to give you beats to further your music career? Just to help like put out songs or whatever. 
Hit my boy up. Whoa, whoa, check out BBB. Go check out all the beats. I can even make you new beats. I'm working on new shit. Um, tell me what you're doing. Uh, hit me up on the Twitters, on the everything. Ayo. Hey, and, and go check out the Gumminit boys at Gumminit on Twitter. You know what I mean? The fucking gooniest goons of the West. Uh, some real fucking good boys. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the best good boys. The best good boys. You know what I mean? They're super cool. They get drunk like us. Uh, <laughs> very original stuff. <laughs> it's been that Shady Sands Adventures. Oh, the Spooky Sands Adventures. Oh, the Sue Young Sands Adventures. The Sue Young Sands. It's been that episode to you. Oh, yo, 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 yo.